0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its
1: elected officials, or its staff.
2: Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McAllen. There is an organization called IFB Solutions. It is an organization that is providing independence, building, community and creating opportunities for the blind and visually impaired. Living in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, one of the opportunities is a savings account called the People First Fund. IFB Solutions created the People First Fund to help both their organization's blind and sighted employees during the coronavirus pandemic. The People First Fund helps employees receive assistance, including financial help when work slows and child care when schools close. And it can help the employees who get the virus for assistance through the recovery, which can be stressful. So IFB Solutions is committed to reducing that stress with the New People First Fund. Joining us to talk about that fund is IFB Solutions Sewing Machine Operator, Roderick Wilson. He is a recipient of the fund and a blind COVID-19 survivor. Also joining us is IFB Solutions Senior Director of Corporate Communications, Nicole Ducour. Nicole will be elaborating on the fund. Welcome to the show, Rod and Nicole.
0: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.
2: So let's start off the show, Rod, by learning about you and IFB Solutions. First, how did you become blind? Um, I lost my sight um, in 1989
1: due to a shotgun blast uh, to the face. Yeah.
2: Wow. Nicole, tell us about your role as the Senior Director of Corporate Communications for IFB Solutions.
0: Sure. Um, Rod is actually one of the first people I ever met who worked for IFB Solutions many ever a decade ago. Um, Yeah, as a former journalist, I did a story on him um, in the local market when he was our Employee of the Year um and when i was a journalist i was also on the board of directors here at ifb solutions it's a nonprofit and now i work here full time and so i cover the public relations uh social media community awareness a little internal communications but most of all it's my job to get the story out there of people like rod who are blind or visually impaired and simply amazing people
2: what is ifb solutions nicole
0: We used to be known as Industries for the Blind. So we changed our name name over a few years ago to IFB Solutions. We're the largest employer of people who are blind in the country. Like I said, we're a nonprofit. We've got manufacturing facilities in Winston-Salem and um, Asheville, North Carolina, as well as Little Rock, Arkansas. We make products for the federal government and for um, the military. We make eyeglasses, mattresses, combat gear, office supplies. We believe in job training, We're always looking for good recruits, so we're hiring. You can go to ifbsolutions.org to check out some jobs that we have for people who are visually impaired or blind. Um, And we help those folks get here and and get familiar with the community. But besides the the manufacturing portion and the business portion, we are a business with a heart. And so on our philanthropic side, we have tons of programs for kids who are blind or visually impaired through our C program. stands for Student Enrichment Experience. So things like summer camps where they go whitewater rafting and hiking and these kids are so much more adventurous than I am and they're inspirational um, and we have a lot of groups for adults too like adult support groups a lot of activities and things like that so um, I could go on but I'll give you just the the brief summary of who IFB Solutions is.
2: So I understand Rod that you've worked for IFB Solutions for almost 20 years. Tell us about your experience working for the organization in your current yeah. role as its oh, sewing yeah. machine operator
1: coming to IFB Solutions was kind of a, a weird or a, kind of unorthodox kind of way that I got there. And um, when I come to IFB Solutions, the doors were wide open. It was like, we are a family come in, we accept you no matter what. Um, I actually felt like a family, um, felt like a family member because of the way that people um, greeted me and just took me under their arms. Um, I've been here, like I said, 19 years. I started out in various departments. The first department I started out in was uh they had us um putting pens and boxes and casing them up. And I stayed there all of 30 minutes and they said, Oh no, his skills are too high. They they considered me a high skilled person and they said, We're gonna train you for sewing machine operator. So um before they uh, trained me for a sewing machine operator, I had uh, a few other little packing jobs, but once they trained me for a sewing machine operator, I've been on the sewing machine since 2000, and and I'm loving it. <laughs> I love I love what I do.
2: You even produced an advanced combat shirt. I understand.
1: Yes, sir. And um, yeah, operation that I does is called a uh, sunburst or starburst um, operation, and it's like a, a once you used to see. They used to see the pictures of a, a half. Star Going down, and you see the rays um, kind of um, this beaming down off of it um, coming from the sky, beaming down to the ground like sun rays or sunburst, And that's what the pattern kind of reminds you of. And what it is, it's a suspension leaf or the uh, elbow patch, it's a suspension to keep it stabilized. So that's a very important operation. And I am the uh, one of the original uh, black persons that they taught. How to do this particular uh, operation, and people that I receive my work from are all sighted people. So I'm on what I'm um, what you call on the main line, and it's only what say, blind operations on the main line. So it's like me and two other blind people that are feeding because once we get these shirts, the sleeves together, they start putting the shirts the shirt together, and for me to stay um, up speed with them that that means a lot because even though we are blind and visually impaired for my skills to be running as fast as they are, if not faster, that, that means a lot. And I have very little, very little in my work because I always check on my work and I, you know, they just tell me we want him on a line and I love working with the people I work with. I love working at IFP solutions.
2: So that's amazing. That's really cool. You got to put together that shirt. Now, I want to know about your more, more of your experience suffering from the coronavirus as a blind person because we're living in this pandemic right now. How did you get the coronavirus? I hear that's quite a story.
1: Yes. Um, I actually got, um, I went to my cousin's funeral. Um, and before I went to the funeral, I didn't have any symptoms. When I went to the funeral, I came home, lost sense of smell and taste and um, no one in my family was positive with it but however I had a doctor's appointment on the, um, the 5th of June and uh, I asked the doctor, I said hey what are some of the uh, symptoms with COVID-19 they said that um, what are you experiencing and I said well I can't smell I can't taste and my doctor at the time said oh back and she went and I guess she put on some special gear and went and got the uh the COVID-19 testing kit and she said well we're gonna have to run this um q-tip up your nose which is a oh god an uncomfortable experience. oh it's uncomfortable um she um ran a q-tip up over my nostrils and um go home and um wait for my results I should have it back in three days but during that time waiting on the results my stress level went oh my gosh I was like, am I going to die from corona? Am I going to uh, be okay? At that time, once I, um, once I took the test, I could feel myself just gradually going down. And um, so I just myself um, upbeat. At one time, it just made me feel like, oh, I'm going to die from it. Because what I was hearing on the media, they don't know how. They didn't know how you can contract it other than it's airborne. And I'm still trying to figure out where did I it get it from? And I've been recovered from it since um, I think I came back to work on the 22nd. I've been recovered since then. But to me, for a blind person having COVID-19 blind, that's already one of your senses gone. you got five senses, seeing, smell, hearing, taste, and um, what's the I feel it. Then to lose your taste and your smell you're down two more. So that's, that's already a stress level. And, and because of the COVID-19, I can't really feel anything because, you know, they saying it's on surfaces. So my stress level is to the roof. And then, um, and then to call IFB and uh, tell them that I tested positive. My, my supervisor was like, okay, don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. This, you know, was basically saying stay home get you know recuperate and um, get yourself together and when you come back um you'll still how you position they had this um people first fund here at IFB that uh me to continue to get my weekly paycheck without missing a beat and I thought that was so awesome but with the um uh, you know with the fund that um It took a lot of stress off of us knowing that we still got something coming in because you still got to eat, you still got to pay bills, even though I wasn't eating at this time because I didn't have any taste. But um, COVID 19 is like if you ever had the flu, body aches. It's just, oh my, I don't wish it on nobody.
2: And, and you know, I hope I don't ever get it. I I hope you don't get it again. And we we (laughs) can get through this and hopefully. In the coming couple of months or so, get a vaccine. That'll prevent us from getting it again. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry for what happened to you, man. But um, yeah. But it's good you're feeling better now. And, oh uh, yes. Definitely, we hope that you get better along the way here through this pandemic. Um, now, I understand that your fa- the rest of your family, tested negative, but um, that one of your drivers? Yeah, you
1: a driver did. Yes. And that's 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 one of the things that got he and I both kind of perplexed, like, where did we get it from? We was in the vehicle together. I don't know if he had it or he was exposed to it or if I was exposed to it and passed it to him. Um, but since then he's recuperated and um he's recovered and he's doing real good. He um he's self-employed, he has his own landscaping uh, business in Greensboro, North Carolina, and he's, um, like I said, he's doing real good. He's doing well. Um, And um, his, his conditions was worse than what I hoped. Um, And I think maybe his age had something to do with it because he was a lot older than myself, but um, as of today, he's doing real
2: good. That's excellent. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, what precautions are you doing to make sure you don't get the virus again?
1: I um when I come to work, I travel with a backpack. In my backpack, I got what I call my ready kit. When I come out my front door, I'm automatically got my uh face mask on when I get on the uh paratransit to come to work. But <clears throat> once I get to work, um I have to give be credit. They got um they have uh hand sanitizers in various areas throughout the, comp- throughout the building, but I also travel with my own hand sanitizer, my own Clorox wipes, and my small bottle of, uh, my small can of Lysol spray, so um, I've kind of got a little theory about um, this. I just carry my own little wipe down kit and stuff like that, and um, we don't have to give credit to IFB. They do have... Um, also have Orox wipes the uh, janitors come around and um, pass them out every morning for us to wipe down our machines and tables and stuff like that and people supposedly wash their hands when they use the bathroom and things like that but some of our people don't but I um you know I wash my hands frequently as well as sanitize my hands frequently um just because I'm I'm You know, I'm concerned about my health and the next person that works beside me or around me, because if we don't take um, if I don't take precaution, then the next person won't take precautions either. So if they see me doing the right thing and trying to prevent somebody or prevent myself from catching COVID-19 again, then maybe someone else will pick up that habit
2: as well. Well, you're doing a great job with the precautions you're taking. Let's get to talking about the People First Fund, Nicole. What's the fund all about?
0: Sure. Well, we feel blessed to have this fund. Um, a lot of our employees, you know, feel the same. When this all started at the beginning of the year, we immediately formed a coronavirus response team. It's made up of our CEO, executives, communications, and safety personnel, um, and basically we put into place all the policies. How can we keep people safe? Well, one of these conversations we thought we have got to be proactive and be ready to respond and help our employees if they get this virus. And so we took $2 million out of our own money, money that was to be invested in the future of IFB and thought what better way to invest in our future than to invest obviously in our people during this pandemic. So with that $2 million, we paired it with community donations. And that way we knew we were ready to financially support any of our employees, whether full-time, part-time, temporary, didn't matter. If they were affected by um, this coronavirus pandemic, so when it first started, you know schools were shut down. So we helped pay for childcare. Um, if you got the virus, certain certain lines were shut down, certain business lines. We had to furlough, and so we took care of those folks and made sure they were getting a paycheck. Well, as time went on, we realized our numbers are increasing here in North Carolina and across the country. So the fund shifted to directly directly uh, go to those people. Who are directly impacted by coronavirus? So people like Rod, who tested positive, when we do contact tracing, those who have to quarantine, um, you know, we're prepared to give them a paycheck, and and they can stay home and be safe and recover, get tested, and they don't have to use their vacation and PTO time should they test positive. So taking that level of stress off of a person um, was something that we knew we needed to provide our people.
2: Now. Um, what are some of the qualifications for IFB employees to receive this fund?
0: Well, so right now the fund, like I said, shifted to those who are directly affected. So, um, If you test positive like Rod, you're automatically going to get the People First Fund. Um, If you think maybe you do qualify, we have an an application and approval process. If we tell you you need to quarantine, stay home, um, you'll you'll qualify for the fund. So far, we've got about 900-ish employees across the board, and we've helped 560 people with this People First Fund. Um, And we're we're just very thankful that we have so much community support um, to allow us to do that.
2: So Rod, how did you apply for the People First Fund and how has this supported uh, you during this pandemic?
1: Well, um, the application process for me was simple. All I had to do was call in, tell my supervisor that I had tested positive and I was immediately um, approved for the People First Fund. And um, it just it just took stress off of me and I, I was able to continue to... Uh, Pay my bills and uh, things like that. So it, I mean, it took a lot of stress off of me. That's what the people first fund done. So it, it allowed me to um, be able to recover and focus on getting healthier, um, you know, healthier faster. But you know, I, I, I can't say no more than thanks. I I think I have these solutions and the people first funds. I mean, and the donors, the you know the people that donated towards that fund to help us out because without it eh, you 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 already have covid-19 and then on top of that if they didn't have the people first fund that's adding to the stress level because being blind with covid-19 is eh, it's a whole different ball game with a person that can see it
2: is.
0: you know the interesting uh, it's sorry Brian interrupt you but the interesting thing is as you know and many of your listeners know the rate of unemployment among the blind community is huge, at seventy percent. So imagine getting COVID and, like Rod said, going through the stress of of recovering, and then not knowing if your job's going to be there when you do recover. What does that mean? You have to go out into this world where the unemployment rate, you know, for working age adults is so high. That's just that's not what we're about. We're about providing job training, providing employment, providing upward mobility and opportunities for people who are blind. So this People First Fund um, really took our mission to a whole new level. Yes.
2: Yes. How do you both think things are going to change at IFB Solutions once we get the vaccine and we get out of the pandemic? What do you think is going to happen next?
0: Well, Rod, I, I'll let you speak for yourself. I think there's going to be a culture shift. Uh, you know, like I said, the days of coming to work sick are over. Um, we've asked those who can telework to do so, to keep those who have to be in the building, like Rod, you know, he can't take his sewing machine home and work. So he has yeah. to be here We need to keep him safe. So, um, you know, for us, teleworking is working. Um, our mission will never change, but how we're using those dollars to support employees. I mean, we're, everyone's thinking differently. You know, a lot of the um, programs we have for kids include getting kids things like CCTVs, CCTVs and magnifiers so that they can do the homework at home and, and be successful. And now that you're in school at home, I mean, our programs are just that more important. So everything is just looked at through a a new lens moving forward. But Rod, I'll let you speak to your part.
1: Yeah. um, The people first fund is um, after we get through this pandemic, there is a vaccine. If there's a vaccine to create it, I think um, IFB, it's going to be a shift because of we went through this pandemic, but however, it's going to be what you call a positive shift because this pandemic have opened our eyes um up to what we here at ifB solutions that's in yeah, employees and and uh, and the uh, uh, board of directors and things like that they 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 really really come up with um, when I said they came up with this people first fund and um, for them to apply it as fast as they've done um, I'm almost positive that they'll be able to come up with something to help us with continuing, you know, cleaning and different things like that. So if something like this was to happen again, they'll always be on a, it's like, we, we got it, we're ready. We're going to use it to help out in the communities, of, in our blind community and um, things like that. And that's something they, they always have done because their mission is to help. And train um, blind and visually impaired people, so I can see the people first fund after the pandemic still working for the people, the blind people, and in the, in, um, the community.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think anybody knows. You know, what's the hard date in the vaccine? Who will get the vaccine? It's hard to tell what that's going to do for you know IFB or, or the world, really. Exactly. Um, but but Rod brought up a really good point about our board of directors, and I just have to say thank you because we, of course got this approved by them before we did it. And they right off the bat approved it. Yes. What can we do? What else can we do? Let's do the fun. So um, they've been a vital part of this, of this move.
2: And I think they're doing a great job too. So everybody, how can people learn more about your story, Rod, IFB Solutions and the People First Fund?
0: want me to answer that for you, Rod? Because I know I'm I'm the one who puts (laughs) it. Exactly. (laughs) Rod loves me because I put him in front of a camera or a microphone. So let me tell you how you can learn Rod's story. Um, If you go to ifbsolutions.org, We've got all of our safety protocols there, but also a lot of information about the people first fund. And so right at the top of our website you can hit donate. That'll take you to our donate page where Rods stories there's pictures there. You can learn more about the fund there. Um, also, I would love for everyone to follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook at IFB Solutions. Um, and we're posting a lot of success stories um, and things like that there. So you can follow along and check out our mission and um, you can find out more about recruitment and job opportunities as well.
2: Okay. Rod and Nicole, we hope that other organizations might consider a people first fund as did IFB solutions and help blind and visually impaired employees who are coronavirus survivors get the help and support they need to live safe and healthy lives. We hope that you both continue to stay safe and healthy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakoutatacbradio.org. In my show archive, visit acbradio.org/speaking-out-for-the-blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page, and below the heading that says "Home: Speaking Out for the Blind," where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org/softp. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology. Technology to advocacy. So, when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio 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 Mainstream.
0: Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job.